0: We're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. We've got baptisms going on at the end of the service. So we're going to jump right into the message at this point. Some of you, most of you probably don't know, I have an older brother. Brother from the same mother. (laughs) My brother and I, we are, though we come from the same parents, we are complete opposites. I'm into sports. He's into sci-fi and comics. He does this really weird thing where... He reads books because it brings him joy. I don't know if you know anyone like that. I I just see the movie. Like When the movie comes out, I'm good. To me, it's better. I'm tall. He's short. Technically, we're both short, but in the Philippines, I'm actually like Goliath over there. So he kind of got the short end of the stick there. I'm married. He's single. I have kids. He doesn't. I would say, and this is me being very objective I'm a very objective person. I would say that growing up, he was the good son, and I was the, the reckless son. I was the underachiever, and he was the overachiever. He went to Whitney Young, which is a great high school. I don't know if it's still great, but I know back then it was one of the best schools in the state. And he graduated from Northeastern with a degree in computer science. He didn't just graduate. Uh, by the way, I was a college dropout, so. It is what it is. You know, God literally can use anybody. He, he didn't just graduate, though. He, he graduated with honors, you know, like to just provide more of a gap between our accomplishments in life. He had to graduate with honors. And so they, they, when you graduate with honors, they put this thing on your gown. I guess it's called a stole that just, you know, it makes you different than the other graduates. But you know what? I may be a few credits shy of my, college degree or more than a few credits shy, but you can get anything on Amazon these days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and here's, Kat, can you play the graduation theme song? No? Okay. But, but here's, here's the great thing about this. I earned this. Okay. I earned this without going into massive debt. So I guess I'm kind of smarter than he is in a sense. I'm also smart enough to keep the tag. Cause I'm going to return it tomorrow morning, but it wasn't enough that he graduated and then he graduated with honors. He, two years after he graduated, he joined the military and uh, yeah. Hey, praise God for our veterans, for those serving. He didn't just graduate. He he went to the military, and I have a photo of us at his um, graduation from boot camp. That's me. That is me all the way on your right with the anime hair. Here's. I found this photo, and and to me it just it's a perfect photo to show how far apart we were. He is so accomplished in his military gear. I don't know what you call it, fatigues or whatnot. And that right there, the the white T-shirt and shorts, and you can't see, but I'm actually wearing flip-flops here, that was pretty much my everyday attire. And it wasn't even like the nice white T-shirts that you can get that are like $10 for one shirt. That's like the five pack, five for 10 bucks that you get, the Hanes pack, and that was pretty much my life back then. Well, in Luke chapter 15, there's a story about two brothers, one seemingly a responsible son, the older son, a responsible son. And the other one was a prodigal. And really what that means is reckless or wastefully extravagant. And I want to bring this message to, to us this morning because I think for all of us in this room, there, there are prodigals in our lives. There are people, whether, it, whether they be sons or daughters, mothers, fathers, loved ones, friends, who don't know the Lord, who are running from the Lord, who are reckless in their living. And a lot of times we we lose hope. A lot of times we we feel like, well, that's just the way that it is. We stop praying for them. We stop contacting them. We, in a sense, give up on them. So we look at Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Jesus is telling the story and says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Now, before we go any further, I want to talk about this request that this son asked that he brings before his dad. In the Jewish culture, it was shameful. It brought dishonor to his father. In essence, what he was saying was, I can't wait for you to die. Or I wish you were dead. John MacArthur says, the son was saying, Dad, you are in the way of my future plans, and it would be better if you were dead. You are hindering what I want to accomplish in life. You are in the way of what I want to do. I don't know about you, but if this was a Filipino home, and I told my mom, you're in the way of what I want to do, I wish you were dead, this story would be really short because I would have gotten spanked really quickly, and then that would be it. I would have learned my lesson right there. My mom, it didn't matter what time of day, it didn't matter where she was, she always had a belt on, not because, not because it was fashionable. She had one of those belts, I don't know, ladies, like guys, we don't have belts like these, but ladies, you have the belts that go like from your thigh, like all the way up to your rib cage or so. That's, that's the, if you see that, that's the I'm not gonna miss belt, okay? Like for sure I'm hitting you. And my mom would just walk around the house like, yeah, you guys, you guys being good? Yeah, we're just reading our Bible, mom. Just reading our Bible, we're, we're good, we're, we're listening. But the father in this story, he actually gives in to what his son is asking for. So in verse 13 we read, Not long after that the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. And after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. What I want to focus on is verse 20. I'll read that again. He got up and went to his father. Take note of this. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. And here's the first point that I want to make when it comes to the prodigals in our lives is that to God, far away is close enough. The first point is that far away is close enough. You see, God is just waiting for us to make the first move. One of the things you hear a lot when it comes to relationship advice is it's got to be 50 50. You got to meet me halfway. I know I've said it to my kids. I'm sure I've said it to my wife, I'm sure I've said it to my friends, you hear it a lot in the workplace, just meet me halfway and then we'll work things out. But can I tell you this, in the kingdom of God, when it comes to God and his love for us, he doesn't ask us to go halfway, he doesn't ask us to come 25% of the way, he just waits for us for that 1%, maybe even that, that less than 1%, because when we're a long way off, and the Father sees that we begin to posture our hearts toward him, when he sees that we're turning towards him, he comes running to us, okay? And God flips the tables on what love looks like. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that God didn't wait for me to get my life together before welcoming me, but instead he welcomed me and said, let me help you get your life together. Another way to put it is this, the gospel is not clean or clean up and come in, but rather come in and be made clean all the son had to do was say i'm ready i'm ready to leave my old life behind i'm tired of eating with the pigs i'm tired of feeding the pigs i realized that i had it better with you lord and so maybe maybe you're the prodigal today maybe you feel like you're far Maybe it's someone you know that you know is far from God and you've given up. And I want to remind you that it's a God far away. It's close enough. Jessica mentioned it earlier as we were worshiping. She said, don't, don't let sin hinder your worship. And so many times we let sin do just that. And we feel like, God, but you don't know what this week was. Or you know exactly what this week was like. You know exactly what I did on Monday, Tuesday. And now I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm here in church. And, and how can I just... How can I come close to you? How can I approach you? How can I lift my hands in worship? You know exactly what I've been through. You know exactly that that I've been running away from you. And God says, but if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins, to forgive us of our sins. And so for me, in those times where, in those seasons where I feel like I'm far from God, I know all I got to do is just make that one turn. And God runs to me. And right then and there, I'm back in his fold. Right then and there, I'm back in the fellowship. So number one, far away is close enough. And then the second point that I want to make is this. Number two, God's restoration exceeds our expectation. His restoration exceeds our expectation. In verse 21, the son... Speaking now to the father, says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. If you recall earlier, there were three things that, the son wanted to tell his dad. He wanted to say, I've sinned. I'm not worthy to be called your son. And the third thing was make me a servant. But if you look back in verse 21, he says, I'm no longer worthy to be called. Or he says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And before he can even say, make me your servant, the father interrupts him. The father interjects. The father says, That's nonsense. And right away he says to his servants, bring the robe, bring the ring, bring the sandals. There's no way you're coming back as a servant. You're coming back as a son. And there are times when I think about some of the things that, that I did, some of the reckless behavior that I displayed as a young person. For me, I don't know about what it was for you personally, but I know for me, it was when I got my car. The day I got my car was the day I got freedom, and the day I got freedom was the day I just, well, I tasted that freedom, and I made poor, poor use of that freedom. And I was just talking to my mom yesterday, um, just kind of reliving some of those, those moments, some of those days, when, uh, those nights when I would come home at random hours in the middle of the night, um, coming home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, and she was telling me how she would wait by the window, waiting for me to come, right? We didn't have text messaging back then. Uh, I might have had a cell phone, but I'm pretty sure just like now I didn't answer it. And she would just wait. She would just wait for me to come home. She never knew when I was coming. Meanwhile, my responsible, uh, better, older brother, less good looking, of course, (laughs) he was always home. My mom said every night she knew exactly where where he was. And I think about the life that I lived, and, and I remember you know, I've prayed that prayer many times, saying, God, would you, would you take me back? God, would you um, allow me to be part of your kingdom again? Would you allow me to be part of your family once more? And can I tell you that it would have been enough for God to, to just say, okay, you're saved. Your, your eternal destiny is secure. That would have been enough. And even that, we, we can never deserve. We can never earn it. But I think about my life now. I think about the family that I have. And just the other day, I, was, I woke up early in the morning. The only person that was up was our six-year-old son who has autism. His name is Jack. And for those of you who don't know, Jack is not very affectionate at all. He's not a hugger. He's not a kisser. He's not going to really look you in the eye. He's just different in, in that way. And I went into his room because he was awake and I sat on his bed and he, he came up to me and he stopped like right here and then he turned around and then kind of just leaned into me to, to sit with me. And I put my arms around him and I just thought, God, it, it would have been enough if you were to say, okay, you're saved, you're going to be in heaven one day, and, and if God never gave me anything else in life, I, there's nothing I could ever complain about. But then to have moments like that with my kids, to have moments with, with my wife, to have this amazing job, to have amazing friends, and and, and you, this church family, I, I think about God's restoration completely exceeding my expectations. Amen. You can you can applaud that. Amen. And so I want to remind you this morning. When you're thinking about that prodigal, when you're thinking about that person in your life, you've been praying, or maybe recently you stopped praying, and you think it's never going to happen, I want to remind you that that God wants to fill you with hope for those people in our lives. That God is going to do more than what you can ever imagine. That God is gonna raise up these prodigals. He's gonna bring them home. But more than that, he's gonna restore them. And and not to just where they were at, but in the places where you thought, where they thought they could never be. And he's gonna use them for his kingdom and he's gonna use them for his glory. Worship team, if you could come. I wanna say to you today, don't give up. Don't give up on your son. Don't give up on your your daughter. Don't give up on your father. Don't give up on your mother. Don't give up on that friend. Pray for them. Contend for them in prayer, on your knees. Lift them up before the Lord. I believe that he's going to call the prodigal's home. In studying this passage, I came across why the imagery Of the father running hit home with the listeners of the day, the Jews that Jesus was talking to. The first thing I found was this that in the Jewish culture, when a disgraced son returned home, it was actually customary for the father to refuse to meet the son. It was actually tradition. For them to say, okay, you disgraced us, you left us, now you're back, but you're not going to be allowed to see me. And not only that, later on there would be a public shaming when the villagers, the people of the village, would come around and they would shame the son for what they did. There's a story in the Old Testament of Absalom who was a son of King David. Absalom, he killed one of David's other sons, his brother, and he flees to the land of Geshur. In 2 Samuel chapter 14, it says that he actually fled after killing his, his father's son. After killing his older brother, he flees and he actually stays in this land of Geshur for three years. And then after much convincing, David finally says, okay, let's bring him back. And so 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 23 says, then Joab went to Geshur and brought Absalom back to Jerusalem. But listen to this. But the king said he must go to his own house. He must not see my face. So Absalom went to his own house and he did not see the face of the king. Later on it says that for two years, while living in Jerusalem, for two years they're living in the, the same city. They're, they're mingling with the same people. But for two years... David would not allow Absalom to see his face because of the shame that he brought on the family, because of the thing that he did. If you add that to the years that he was in Geshur, that's five years without seeing his father. And so when Jesus says that the father runs to the son, when Jesus says that as soon as, as a father sees the son, Often a distance far away, but close enough. The Jews are, are thinking, what kind of love is this? What kind of father is this? That he would break all the rules to be with his son. The second thing is this a Middle Eastern man in that day would not run because it was considered to be shameful. Because when When they would run, they'd have to pull up their tunic, and in doing so, they would expose their legs. And I guess back in those days, that was something that you just didn't do. I I wear jeans because the pastor doesn't want me to expose my legs, but that's a different story. (laughs) And the point there is that what Jesus is saying is that the father would rather take the shame. You see what I'm saying? The father would rather take the shame for us to welcome us back to his family. And the third thing that I read was this, that as the son was coming, as as a prodigal would return home, the other villagers would see that. And the villagers would actually run to that son, the villagers would actually run to that individual and remind them of what they did and publicly shame them. And so, what the father is doing is he's outrunning everybody else. Before anyone else can get to his son, he's outrunning them. And then, when the villagers see that the father not only allows the son to see his face, but that the father embraces him, that the father kisses him. At that moment, what I read is that at that moment, the villagers would have understood there was gonna be no shaming this day, only celebration, amen? Would you stand with me? In a moment, we're gonna pray for the prodigals in, in our lives. But first, I want to make a request of you, if you're in this room, as I've been speaking, as you're hearing the word of God this morning, you know that you're the prodigal. I just want to give an opportunity for anyone in this room, if you, you feel like that's you, or at some point, for whatever reason, you, you ran from God, but as I've been speaking, as you're hearing the scripture, you, you know that God is calling you home, going to ask that everyone bow your heads and close your eyes and if that's you this morning if you say pastor jason i'm i'm that prodigal i've come to my senses i'm i'm ready to come home if that's you would you just give me a sign and raise your hand anyone in this room if that's you you're the prodigal would you raise your hand this morning Amen, I see that hand. If I, if I can get a prayer worker, a deacon or an altar, uh, or a deacon or an elder to come over, this individual over here. There's a hand over here. We just want to pray with you. We're not going to shame you. I'm not interested in what you've done. I'm interested in what God is going to do in your life from this moment on. We just get a few people over here to pray for this individual here on, on my right. Now, if you would, and church, if you would join with me, I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. If you would just repeat after me. Say, Father, I'm sorry. And I repent from my ways. I realize that I've wasted time. I've wasted resources. But now I'm turning. And I thank you, God that as I turn, you're running to me to embrace me and to make me yours once more. Come into my heart. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Church, can can we celebrate this? Listen, if if that that was you this morning, I want to tell you something. You didn't join a church, you joined a family. And we here at Belmont, we're we're here to help you throughout the next parts of your journey. We want to encourage you, like I said before, we're we're not here to, to shame anybody, we're here to celebrate people. We're here to celebrate what God is doing in our lives. And now for the rest of us, I want you to just think about that person in your life. Maybe there's a few people Sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, friends, would you begin just in the next three minutes, just begin to lift your voice and pray. As the music plays, Father, we cry out to you this morning. Father, we thank you that you found us. Father, I thank you that you ran after us. I thank you, God, that while we were in our sin, you died for us, you sent your son Jesus to die for us, God that you saw us when we were in our brokenness, in our weakness, God. The minute that you saw us turning, you ran to us, God. Thank you, God, that true love runs, Lord, that you run to your people, God. And so we lift up these prodigals in our lives, God. We lift up those who need you, God. Those who have fallen away from the faith. Those who have fallen away, who have walked away from this this family that you offer, God. I pray, Father, that you would bring them back, that you would call them home. Even at this moment, God, as we pray for them, as we lift our voices for them, God, I pray that you would call them home, that wherever they are, God, that they would feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in their hearts and in their lives, God and that they would come to their senses. I pray that they would not feel condemnation, God, that they would not feel shame, Lord, but only that they are celebrated because of your love, because of your mercy, and because of your grace. And we thank you, God, because we know that you will do what you have said you would do, and you are always faithful. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen, amen, amen. church you may be seated this time we're going to take our offering as I mentioned earlier we're we're flipping things around just a little bit because of the baptisms that we have so if the ushers could ushers come forward it's that time in our service where, where we give we give to God what he's given to us we give to God what we don't, we don't really own anyways. So Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that for those, who, for those of us who have been in the church, we've been saved, we've been walking with you for a long time, God, I pray that we would never forget where we were when you found us. Where, at what stage in life, at what stage we were at mentally and emotionally and physically. On that day when you ran to us, God. I pray that we would keep that fresh in our hearts, Lord, so that we would be generous with our time. We would be eager to give. We would be eager to serve for all you've done for us, God. Amen. As they pass around the buckets, we're gonna just do a few announcements. You guys can keep playing if you'd like, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, first off, I want to welcome Team Challenge once again, come on, give it up for Team Challenge. It's so great, it's so great to see you guys, we love having you here, we love worshiping with you guys. You guys are done now? All right, cool, just being sure. I don't like to micromanage, so if they want, that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do, you know? We want to welcome you. If this is your first time here, you are a visitor in the house. We are so thankful that you're here with us. We have this wonderful gift bag for you guys, which you can find at guest services over in the back. And there are also some light refreshments for you. So please, when the service is over after the baptisms, take a minute or two to go to the back there and meet some new faces and eat a little bit. We also want to remind you that we have our prayer meeting this Wednesday. Um, if, you, if you walked or when you walked in, you probably received a prayer request card. If you have a prayer request, please fill that out and turn it into someone, and we will make sure that we pray for you. By the way, if you are part of the baptisms, you can go ahead and make your way to the back and, and get ready for that. And then just an update on Pastor Carlos and Pastor Evelyn. For those of you who don't know, they, they both had um, surgery um, earlier in the month for, for different issues for Pastor Carlos. It was this back pain that he's had for a few decades now. Pastor Evelyn, she was hit by a car at the Jewel parking lot over here at Brickyard. And I just want to give you a quick update. Pastor Carlos says that he is still having some nerve pain. They increase his meds for that, and he's taking therapy. And he's hoping to get a special injection that will help alleviate that nerve pain. But the good news is that he has very minimal back pain and so he's able to walk around and move about and we can praise God for that so we hope to have him with us very very soon and then for Pastor Evelyn I was told that she started physical therapy and she's on track to bear partial weight in her leg which is great news the bone healing is right on track so please continue to pray for our pastors we need them here we're so thankful for them and want to make sure that we keep them in prayer a few more announcements heart and home our marriage ministry uh, this is for married couples 10 years or less if you've been married 10 years or less sunday june 9th is the next meeting and that is at 6 p.m at 6120 that's our building just down the street and then two more announcements harmony the women's event uh, there's a, an event coming with maria durso if you don't know the durso's they are amazing people And it's called An Evening with the Lord. That's Friday, June 21st at 7 p.m. at 60.50. And then the following day, there's going to be a men's breakfast, Saturday, June 22nd, 9 a.m. here at 60.50 again. And that will be Pastor Michael Derso. So if you are interested, please sign up in the lobby because we want to make sure we have enough food for everybody. They say that I have to sign up three times because apparently I eat like three people. doesn't look like it, but I eat like three people. Pastor Joey, are you ready with the baptisms? Yep. All right.
1: Is this on? Good. Well, in case you felt like uh, things were being a little rushed, it's because we have uh, over a dozen people getting baptized this morning. And so, amen. So we didn't want to shortchange uh, what God is doing in that and celebrating that moment because that is equally a part of our worship and a part of our ministry. And we want to make sure that we celebrate uh, these amazing transformative moments in our families' lives. And so um, about, I want to say 10 or 11 of them are teenagers, students in Excel who uh, after breakaway decided, yeah, decided they wanted to get baptized, and so uh, we have a mix of teenagers and adults, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Amen? Yeah, you're first. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No one ever likes to be first, but you get the warmest water. Good
2: morning. Okay. Okay. All right. Good morning, everybody. Okay. My name is Gloria. Um really quick. Since I was a child, um, my dad had always read to me the Bible and spoke to me about the Lord. So the seed was planted at a very young age. And for that, I am grateful. But as I got older, the Lord wasn't as important as life was to me. I never put him first. I would always seek him when I would need him, when times got really hard, when I felt sorry for myself and my situation. Thinking that the Lord wasn't hearing me cry out to him, I started to look for other ways to feel joy and to other ways to fill a void that I could not fill. But nothing I did worked, so I seek the Lord again, and this time I fully surrendered myself to him. He heard my cry, and he knew my emptiness. He put a passion in my heart for him so deep in my heart that I knew I could not turn away from him again. I remember telling my husband, I can't do this anymore. I will no longer live my life without God being fully in it. I live my life long enough without him just being, him, him just being part-time, and it doesn't work. Not long after that conversation with my husband, the Lord gave me an amazing blessing. He not only changed my husband's heart, but now our beautiful daughter and my husband both walk with the Lord. Amen. in Jesus name.. Amen. Yeah.
3: Good,
1: <laughs> Thank you for this precious sister and her testimony, God. Lord, I pray that she would be one of many, Lord, that would continue to give you honor and glory because, Lord, you not only rescue one, you rescue the whole. So, Father, we thank you for her being that beginning domino for the rest of her family, Lord. May it go on for generations to come. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
4: My parents taught me about God, like, who he is, why I should fear him, etc. cetera, but um, I, always, I always nodded my head and kept it in my head but not in my heart, but that one, like, I, one day it actually changed um, per- permanently. My grandma, my great grandmother, she was, she was put in the hospital due to a car accident, and on um, the, the medication that they put her on, it kind of messed up her memory. And that was the first time that I ever prayed so hard in my current life. Mm. And um, a couple of days, like I told him, to I helped, I asked him to, I practically begged him to um, to heal her. And a couple of days, um, like I used it as if, like if it actually worked, he could hear me. And um, it actually worked. Um, like a couple of days later, I was rejoiced. I immediately prayed a thank you to him, and. Um, I kept it and I, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And you know, my hands are hands, my, I've, I've made mistakes in my life that aren't, I'm not proud of. And my hands are dirty. I feel like I, I can't raise them up to Him. I'm not worthy yet to raise them up to Him. So, like, now I'm washing my hands and I'll be able to. Amen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, because you do hear us, God. Lord, I thank you that no matter how far we are, as Pastor Jason mentioned earlier, we are still close enough to be heard by you. So, Father, I thank you that you heard my sister. And, Lord, I pray right now, in Jesus' name, wash her clean as white as snow so that she can worship you all the days of her life. I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
3: Good morning, family. Um, My name is Barb. I've been here a few years. Um, I wrote it down because if not, I would have forgotten. So (laughs) Um, I am a firm believer in God's plan and everything that happens for a reason. I was baptized as an infant in the Catholic church, but was too young to comprehend what the sprinkling of water on my forehead meant. I went to mass on Sundays, but never understood the word. I even performed my first communion, but never really knew the true nourishment behind receiving the body of Christ. Truth was that I didn't have a true connection with God at all, but he has always had one with me. Testimony, I don't have one. I have many, Um, but it wasn't until seven years ago at my deepest, darkest, and most vulnerable moment where I finally cried out to him. It was at that moment that I realized that he had been walking with me my entire life Therefore, today, I choose to surrender myself with everything I am and everything I'm not, because it is God's plan, and he is the reason.
1: Amen. Now, I'll just tell you, I've never seen anybody sign up for more baptism classes than Barbara. And we have gone back and forth, her and I personally, and I'm just so finally excited uh, to be able to do this and... And the thing is, I know that now in this moment, this is 100% genuine, for real, no turning back. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for Barbara. Lord, I thank you for her family. I thank you for the blessing that she is. And, God, I thank you that she doesn't approach this lightly, that she doesn't want to go through the motions again, Lord. But, Father, she genuinely wants to pursue you with every aspect of her life, including obedience to your word. So, Father, I praise your name for this wonderful act of obedience, and I pray that you continue to guide her every step of the way. I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There it is. First the wife, now the husband. It's
5: been a long journey, church family, long journey. To me personally, it's all about your foundation. I've always been a strong believer in God. I've always been a strong believer in the faith. But it was my surroundings, the people who I was around that stirred me on the wrong paths and I was allowed by them to go where I didn't need to go and do the things that I shouldn't have done. By all means, I knew better. I knew what was right and what was wrong. But I've noticed what, since I've been married to my wife Barbara, the one who just got baptized, in this church home, I've been in a lot of different church homes, but this home here, compared to where I've been, is so much different. The energy that's in this building, the energy from the people that I surround myself with now, Amen. make me feel complete. It makes me feel like if I don't have anybody to turn to, I always have God, but on top of having God, I have you guys. Amen. And, that's what, and that's what keeps me strong, and that's what keeps me faithful, to want to be on the right path. Because if I even feel the slightest bit of being guided off track... I always know that the people in this building and in this church are always going to put me back on the the guided path I need to be on. So thank you, family, for everything that you do and helping me on my journey.
1: Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. Lord, it's long been my prayer that men would continue to rise up in our church. And God, I thank you for this godly man, Lord. I thank you that he is not lonely, rising up as an individual, but as the leader of his household, God. Yeah. As the man that you have appointed for such a time as this. And Lord, I pray yeah. that you would use him, Lord, for your honor, for your glory. God, I thank you for everything you've taught him from a young age. And Father, I thank you even more because now is time to put it into action. So we thank you for all that. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
6: Um, You know, the Bible says my children will perish due to a lack of knowledge. Well, I've always been a lukewarm believer. Um, You know, I've done a lot of bad things intentionally. Um, I thought just saying sorry was enough. You know, I grew up in a Catholic church, I was baptized as a baby, and I thought I'd always be saved. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know any better. Um, since I converted to Christianity, um, you know, I read the Bible daily, and I just realized I had a lot of deaf lies in my life, you know, chains. So, you know, basically I've repented for my sins, and I'm striving for righteousness. Um, I got, I, I know I have the strength through Jesus Christ. Yes. So the Bible says, fearing God is the beginning of knowledge. Yes. So I'm gonna deny my will and I'm gonna carry my cross. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Heavenly
1: Father, I thank you for my brother, Lord, and I thank you for his confession of faith. God, I pray that you would use his testimony to save the lives of many. God, let not one thing that he did wrong be used by the enemy, God. But, Lord, even though the enemy intended it to harm him, you always intended it for good. So, Lord, we pray, use it for your honor, for your glory, that many would come to know your name through his life. Lord, we thank you for all of this, and we pray it in Jesus' name. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
6: family. My name is Garrett McCoy. Um, God has been in and out of my life for many years, but I just pretty much got back in touch with God uh, April 20th of this year. Um, It's been a real rough ride for me, but since I found him, things changed miraculously. Um, I'm just going to keep doing God's deed and... Wash away these sins. Come on.
1: Amen. (laughs) You know, too often we think that we have to get right with God before we follow him in obedience. But, Father, I'm thankful that even though this hasn't been a long journey in his eyes, it's been one for you, Lord. Since the day of his birth, you've waited for this moment that he would turn to you and be born again. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. That he didn't wait, that he didn't delay obedience. But Lord, he understood that if he's going to continue to walk on this path, he's got to go all the way. So Father, I thank you for this moment, Lord, and I pray that you just continue to guide him. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, our first
7: teenager. Yeah, all right. Okay, so before coming to Belmont, I was always raised at a church, but, like, I never felt a click with God. And one one night, my sister was like, yo, you want to come to Excel? Like, it's cool. <laughs> so she convinced me to come one, one night, and that was, it felt, what's it called? Hold up. It took me a while to, like, get used to people, like, um, praising God, like, out there. But after coming in a few more months, like I felt, I felt good with him. If so, so when um, so when I came, so when spring breakaway came, like I didn't, f- I felt something from God, that, like I, didn't, I haven't felt before, and it felt good. And I just wanted to continue following him after that. And there will be a lot of obstacles on my road to him, but I know he'll always be by my side.
1: Amen. Thank God. It's <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for my own Lord. I thank you for his life. I thank you for allowing him to walk through those doors, God. And I thank you that he kept walking through those doors. Father, I pray that you would just continue to bless him, continue to raise him up, Lord. Continue to teach him your word and your ways. Allow him to walk with you not just today, but every day of his life. Father, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
8: saved a few years ago when I was six and I wanted to be obedient to what God commanded and get baptized but.
1: yeah that's a, that's the story that's, that's what it is that's what it is you know the Bible says to have faith like a child and sometimes we make that look like it's childish but it's as simple as okay yes amen Father I thank you that Joy didn't overthink this God Lord, I thank you that you've given him a wonderful family that taught him how to walk in your ways. But I also thank you, Lord, that now he can continue to build on his own personal journey with you, his own personal walk with you. Lord, I pray that you would put your mighty spirit over his heart, Lord, and continue to guide him every step of the way. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
7: Um, Okay, so my name is Jaden, I'm 14, and um, the reason that I'm getting baptized today is because I want to have a stronger relationship with God, but not only that, but I just wanted to share like a story of how when I was two years old, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer in my eye, and um, during that time, God saved my life, and I know now that God didn't save my life so that I could just mess around and do other things, but he saved my life for a reason to, because he still had a plan for my life and he has a, still a greater plan for my life. And this baptism is a step closer to fulfilling that plan, and that's why I'm here.
1: Amen, come on. Man. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you, because you do have a purpose and plan for our lives, God. And Lord, even though the enemy tried to snuff it out early on, Lord, you said no. And Lord, I thank you for that moment. I thank you that you've given Jaden the understanding that it wasn't for no reason. Lord, that you set him up for such a time as this, God, that you have built him up for your honor, for your glory. So, Lord, I pray, let your purposes become clear. Let your path become open and allow him to continue to walk in every day of his life. I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
8: Aliyah figueroa and i've been coming to belmont assembly for about three years now and um what my cousins actually invited me to church and at the beginning i didn't want to come like i was like no like (laughs) ill and um so like i made up excuses for like a pretty long time and then like i came because i ran out of excuses and it was really weird like at the beginning I, i was like whoa like why are people like showing their love you know like it was really weird to see that but And I, like, started to judge that. But, like, after a while, I started to praise God, too. And I was like, this isn't bad. If anything, this is really good, you know? (laughs) Like, he's an amazing person, and he has done so many miracles in our life. And, like, just what God will continue to do and really just being in the presence of other students that were, like, motivated and walking in the same path really just motivated me even more because I wasn't scared of, like, walking alone, like, Uh, uh, uh. in our ministry we walked as a pact and it was like really great to see that and it was not easy like i'm telling you right now it's not easy you know when you get saved the devil tries to attack you even more and i just learned from that experience that it really isn't it really isn't like what happens it's how we respond to that and how god will continue to work within us amen
1: You know, I often say that Aaliyah is, is a model of what we look for in our students, and Father, I'm so grateful that you brought her to us, God. I thank you, not only for what you're doing in her life, but what I know you're going to do through her life. And Lord, I just pray that you keep this young girl in your hands, Lord. I pray that you would protect her from the enemy's schemes, Lord. I pray that you would keep her in mind on the path that you have it, Lord. Allow her to continue to worship you every day of her life. Aliyah, I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
9: There he is. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Arturo, and I've been coming to Belmont since my freshman year. I'm a junior right now. Um, I've actually been meaning to do this since my freshman year, but I come from a Catholic um, background. Like my family's all Catholic, and um, it's been really hard to get them to like support me in this, me and my brother. Um, it's been very hard, um, but I know that with God, um, I'm lucky to be here today. And like how the message said earlier, God exceeded my expectations because today when I woke up and I told my mom I was coming to get baptized, I thought she was just going to say, okay, go for it. But she actually like started crying and like, was re- like, she was telling me that good luck and she was telling me that she's proud of me. Um, for doing this and for choosing this journey on my own. And I, and I couldn't have done that without the Lord, so I'm grateful and I'm, I'm grateful for, like, to just be here and giving my public declaration as a Christian.
1: Amen. You know, a good majority of our students, uh, their families don't go to our church. And we always take the stand that we're gonna honor your mother and father and whatever decision have for you as their child and when he was a freshman mom said no but i'm convinced that it's because of the fruit that he's continued to bear and the life that he's continued to walk that allowed his mother not only to say yes but be proud of her son for doing so so father i thank you because as proud as his mother is and his pastor is and all his leaders lord you are even more proud of him so father i thank you that you just continue to guide him i thank you that he's not given up on you lord that he has not allowed himself to drift away lord and i thank you that you brought them all the way to this moment for many more moments to come. I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here we go.
10: My name is Aaron, and um, I've been coming to like Belmont for a couple years, actually, no, pretty long time. And um, <laughs> and like my relationship with God has like has like been kind of like odd. And um, like I would like only like talk to God like in like a good time, like if we're um, having like chicken nuggets for lunch, and I'll be like, "Oh, thank you, God." And um, it was like kind of weird. And um, Like, I want to get baptized so I can have a better relationship with God and, like, talk to him more and do my devos and um, be like my dad and my mom and just follow God and have, like, an awesome relationship. And, yeah, that's what's up. Amen.
1: Father, I'm so grateful for Aaron, God. Lord, I know there's a plan for your life, God, I see his heart. I see the way he loves people. God, I see the way he cares. And Lord, I pray that he would continue to see himself the way you see him, God. Lord, I pray that you would open his eyes every day to see exactly what you see. That he would treat himself and allow others to treat him the way you treat him, God. And that he would walk with you not just today, but every day of his life. And I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. all right big brother
10: (laughs) okay so my name is joseph palecki and uh i grew up a christian all my life uh my family has taught me about god sent me to a christian school um i didn't really know what the word christian meant until i accepted god um seventh grade at spring breakaway and Soon as I accepted him, I had my doubts, my uh, uh, depression still. And um, once I got back from spring breakaway, uh, I went back to my old self with swearing, depression, not believing in myself. And then this spring breakaway, like it totally changed. Like all those chains broke. Um, God, God just began to give me that strength again that I had. Um, when I would tell people about God, he gave me that strength to become a leader and to move in people's hearts. And I want to thank my family for being for, with me and Pastor Joey and my leaders and my Excel family. Because without them, I don't know if I would be standing here today speaking to you. Heavenly
1: Father, I thank you for Joseph God. I thank you for the front row seat you've given us into this transformation, Lord. I thank you that you're not even done yet, God, that this is just the beginning of a continued work you want to do with him. And, Lord, I echo his sentiment, God. I pray for the leadership within him, God, that everywhere he goes he would lead others to you, God, that everything he do would be for your honor, for your glory. Let him lead, particularly when no one else is watching. Father, I thank you for this young man, I pray that you just continue to bless him every day. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ran out of English shirts. Okay, I dropped the rabbit
9: shirt, sorry. Hi, my name is Kevin. Um, I decided to get baptized because Jesus said that you need to get baptized and I wanted to follow after him. Um, a couple months ago, I was I wasn't in the right place with God. I started to go down a different path than the one I was supposed to. It got to the point where I started questioning everything about God. And spring breakaway came along, and it really changed me. I felt God came back into my life, and I overall felt closer to him. Um, I realized that I needed to be serious about God, and that's why I decided to take this next step, which is baptism.
1: I've had the honor of having Kevin before he was even old enough to come to Excel. We're just so grateful to see him continue to take this now as his own personal journey. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that this is not his parents' walk. This is not his sister's walk. This is his walk. And Lord, I pray that he would take that as a personal moment, God, to say, I will follow you, Lord. I will be who you want me to be, Lord. I will go where you want me to go. So Lord, I just pray, continue to press it upon his heart. Continue to teach him your ways. Continue to raise him up and allow him to follow you in every aspect of his life. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
11: Sorry, I'm just nervous, okay. So I have a tendency of making little paragraphs into small ones, into big ones, so please stay bear with me. Um, my name is Alejandra Torres, I've been coming to Belmont for four years, and I've been saved for four years. I'm married, I've been knowing my husband for six years, I've been married for almost five, and I have a baby boy that's six months. I grew up knowing that God was important, but wasn't a priority or that much of a big deal. I started going to church when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and that's when I started to go to church, but I still didn't take God seriously. Um, I went to Brickyard Belmont Church and started going to youth, and it was called JC Project, and I was going there for about one or two years, and, and then it just stopped, so I had to search for a new youth, and that's when Belmont came in. My first night at Belmont, my first night here at Excel, I was with my husband and my brother-in-law, and once I came, and all the kids were at the altar and their hands were up in the air worshiping God like never before. And I just told myself, and I just told myself, um, what did I get myself into? So that, and then I gave um, Excel a try out and here I am four years later getting baptized in the place that I call home in my family. People have, People have always said that once you believe you should get baptized, but I didn't do that. I always had this thing in my mind where I I wanted to get baptized in a special place in Jordan. My dream was to fly out my pastor and his wife and my husband and get baptized there. (laughs) But I went to, but my last spring breakaway this year, um, my last spring breakaway this year, and I said I wanted to get baptized And I wanted my dream to come true, but in my head while writing this, I said, there's nothing more important to me now than getting baptized in in front of my family and friends in the house of the Lord, so here I am. The one thing I won't forget about my last, my last bring break someone had said that if there's someone that doesn't know about God, it's up to you to tell them. And if they do believe good, but if they don't, then, and they question you if it's real. In my head, I said, because I am new, I am this, I am not the same girl or woman I used to be, the... God, the same woman I used to be because of all the things God has done in my life. So that's something nobody could take away from me. But before I I get baptized, I want to say thank you to my pastor and wife for always being here for me through everything. And I want to thank my leaders that are not here anymore, but were there for me. But more importantly, for the leaders that are still here, Abigail, Juan, Emily, Haley, Sal, thank you guys so much because without you, I wouldn't be where I am today. I want to give a thanks to my friends that have been by my side through everything. And I want to give a thanks to my husband for inviting me because without him, I probably wouldn't know the Lord as much as I know him now.
4: Amen.
11: And I want to thank my mom and my mother-in-law for always being there for me, pushing me to become the woman I am today. But that's it, and here comes the new me. <laughs> <laughs> me
4: over here.
1: <clears throat> Welcome, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Alejandra's testimony. God, I thank you. For the journey that you've brought her on, Lord, because it's that journey that you're going to use, oh Lord, so that she can minister to others. Father, I thank you that it's been a long one, but it's been one worthy of walking with you. And Lord, I pray that she just continue to guide uh, herself and her family in your steps. I now baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is all of baptisms. That's it. Uh, Church, why don't you stand? We're going to go ahead and get ready to dismiss. Again, just want to remind you, thank you for coming. Let's pray as we get ready to close out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all these wonderful testimonies. God, we thank you. Lord, for the adults that came forward and who've had difficult lives, complicated lives, disobedient lives. And in this moment, Lord, chose to publicly declare their love and their rededication to you, God. I thank you for the many teenagers, Lord, who have had their own personal journeys, God, but have found you in their own way, God. I thank you for every testimony and every baptism. May it all be for your honor, for your glory. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. And the whole church said? Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you Wednesday.